slash and cast. Live welcome themes to Handle with Scare presented by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. The holidays are upon us, and throughout December, we've been taking a look at some of the newer Christmas horror releases. And, uh, you know, it's already been a pretty interesting journey in regards to uh, leveling up in regards to the movies we've been talking about. Because, uh, you know, we started on kind of a somber note with uh, some heavily critiques with the killing tree. Uh, then we fast forward to the action uh, Die Hard Santa movie, Violent Nights. And, uh, you know, tonight we also have a killer Santa, uh, but the bad kind. Well, he's a bad Santa yeah. uh, in regards to he's doing the killing and not, uh, well, the, the the bad killing, I should say. Uh, where, you know, he's not, he's not killing off a bunch of bad guys like we saw uh, with the Viking warrior Santa. In a violent night tonight, we are talking Christmas, bloody Christmas, streaming now over on Shudder, uh, which, you know, I remember when this was announced and I uh, immediately I saw the director and I was like, we have to do this because uh, I'm a big fan of the prior work uh, of uh, Joe Bagos, who did VFW as well as Bliss. Uh, both of those movies are fantastic. And we, we kind of had an idea of what to expect going into this, just knowing some of the aesthetics that he likes to use in his movies. And uh, this movie definitely did not disappoint, but there there, there were a couple of things uh, in regards to the story that, you know, you kind of just have to roll with. You know, it's one of those movies because it definitely gets to a, a pretty, like, Terminator-esque ending where it just seems like nothing is going to work against this scene. But anyways... Of course, joining me tonight, as always, to discuss a movie on tonight's agenda are my co-hosts, Holly Hooch and John. Guys, happy holidays. Hi, happy holidays. Hey, Merry happy Christmas. Holidays. <laughs> happy holidays. Happy <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Which one did you drop? No, I just said happy holidays. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> the non-denominational. I, I like saying them both because uh, yeah. I'm so excited about Christmas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. It's the season. We have the Christmas tree in the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah, I, I might try to go steal it. Nice. <laughs> the killing tree. The killing tree. That's the good one, right? Because it's white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that 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 would be the 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 pair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, <laughs> the nonsense. The angelic killing tree. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was nonsensical, but you know, it was it was definitely entertaining in the moment. Um, but didn't really make a whole lot of sense in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but anyways, so we have a slasher set for tonight, uh, and I know you know next week we were kind of talking about a couple of different options, uh, and just knowing that one of the flicks that we were like going to be talking about was just aired uh, as part of the Joe Bob. Christmas special. Don't open till Christmas. So that's going to be next up for us to cap off our December discussion. 
And uh, you know, like that, that had been one that had been on my watch list for some time now. I screened it early. Uh, I actually screened it before I showed it on Twisted oh, cool. Tuesday this week because I started to watch like the Christmas broadcast to see like, all right, what's the mission area they're to get into with some of the segments? And uh, yeah, like I'm not going to say it's, uh, it's not a fantastic slasher movie, but there's plenty of st- like meat on the bones okay. for us to discuss. And there's some very fun sequences. Uh, like in particular, there is a uh, like a chase scene in the London dungeon, Ooh, which is fantastic. That's exciting. Yeah, because it's it's all set in uh, it's all set in Soho, so you know it's got like that grittiness, much like it would be in like eighties, mm-hmm. you know, New York City. So very cool. We'll check that out next week. But tonight it's all about Christmas, bloody Christmas, where uh, you know, like I I remember, you know, initially they're like. Oh, yeah, like, we have uh, the U.S. Defense Department uh, who are reprogramming these malfunctioning uh, robots, and we're going to use them as Christmas decorations. And, of course, if you've seen any movie, you're thinking, how could this possibly go wrong? How can this possibly not go wrong? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, anyone who has seen any movie with robotics knows that shit is about to go down. Yeah. Wait, the military and, uh, have this? This should be fine. <laughs> have it hold puppies. It'll be totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... You know, think of this as kind of like the uh, the Christmas slasher of, uh, like, Chopping Mall, essentially. Because, uh, you know, we, we don't we don't quite have, uh, you know, the, the, the random, like, 80s laser <laughs> UI, but we do have lasers in this movie that come into play in the third act when everything's just getting thrown at the fan and everything's just going haywire. Robot faces are getting melted off. But uh, what an absolute blast this movie was, so much to the fact that I actually watched it multiple times before the podcast, which is something I never do. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't watch it together, but I had a lot of fun watching it. I watched it a couple times. The first time uh, I was working, it was the middle of the day, the sun was coming through the window, and then I was like, damn it, like, I'm, I'm wasting the movie because... You know, you really want it to be nice and dark to get the full effect. So mm-hmm. I had to rewatch it, but I really enjoyed it. I liked all the characters. I'm sure all you guys fell in love with the lead for sure. <laughs> I uh, was really sad when Robbie bit it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but you know that was, that's what makes a good movie. You know, getting really invested in the characters, mm-hmm. and you know, the Santa was just fucking fun as shit. Yeah, definitely. And it, the st- the way it started out at the beginning was really good. Like mm-hmm. the little ad or like the sort of the sleazy ads uh, for Christmas that were kind of like oh the spirit of Christmas has gotten corrupted Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like the ad for they it was sort of an ad or like a tech demo for the robot right everything which was done kind of in the 80s 90s right which was good and what was that it was like at there was it was at two locations and one of them was the that big mall in the midwest what's that called the midway no, you mean the Mall of America? Mall of America. Sorry, midway is the airport. Sorry. <laughs> and then the second, and then the second location was a store that they were working in, right? The some of the uh, actors, but it was like that's <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, where where did it take? Wait. So remember how I could have sworn one of the buildings said Placerville, which is near here. Yeah, and there are like California plates on the cars. Oh, I missed that. There's Cali plates on the cars. Did you catch that? 
Not, I don't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed it because they showed two of them up front. and Because I got a little thrown off about where the movie was taken. Right. Uh, did they say specifically? Wait, wait what's the Mall of America part? Um, that's when they were advertising where the Mall Santas would be debuted. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and it was right. in one of the commercials at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And it was one of them was the Mall of America. And then the other one was basically the generic name of the store that was in this particular town. Mm-hmm. And then as they're walking, they're making their way from the uh, record store to that 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 uh, shopping uh, or that, that department store or whatever that was. It was like a toy store. Mm-hmm. They pass. They, I could have sworn they passed a building that said Placerville. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. And, yep. Uh, that piqued my attention. Yeah, because that's. Uh, I'm like, I've heard of that shit there. on the way to Tahoe. On the way to, no, on the way to Reno. Mm-hmm. On the, no, on the way to uh, Carson City. Yeah. <laughs> and it, is a, it would be a snowy area. That's yeah, it would. In the mountains and everything. So, yeah. And it would make sense that they would have the California plates. And then, of course, they get, you know, um, they spend a whole lot of time catering or pandering to the, uh, the, the rock and roll crowd by mm-hmm. having so much back and forth mm-hmm. and the character development back and forth on the knowledge base, the extensive knowledge base for these two, for these two main characters. But that was neat. We're basically the f- whole first half of the movie practically is the two characters going just, drinking yeah. and having conversations. And while I really enjoy that, I have to say just a little tiny bit that I kind of wish they'd quick, they, they'd sped up a little bit the killings, maybe just by like five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, like not too, too much. Mm-hmm. But uh, Yeah, spent a little too much time before things started to happen. But I mean, it's a real delicate balance because, I mean, I think that they did a lot of, uh, what do you call it? Groundwork? Yeah, they footwork, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. They did a lot of work in developing just, mm-hmm. you know, your, your fondness for the characters. Because I even really liked, I forgot their names already, but that couple that gets killed first in yeah. the, in the, in the store, like I, I like there was enough interaction with them that I liked them too. Mm-hmm. And what was the deal with that? That was a little confusing. How they were staying in the store overnight. to bang, but to have sex in the store. I mean, but <laughs> that they, makes total sense to me. Did, did they work there? Or I think it? so. I think yeah, they they, they owned the place. I'm pretty sure they just owned oh, the place. Is that what it was? And they were just like, but they, I remember vaguely that there was some reason given that they were going to be there overnight. but And it was odd. Besides, I think, the sex. Well, I think, uh, (laughs) well, okay, so then Placerville, where, you know, early 30-somethings or late 20-somethings can own property and their own business that are pretty profitable. And here I am in a one-bedroom apartment with no car, no dogs, and my plants might be dying soon. (laughs) But they do... So, what was the, uh, you talk about the three B's again, boobs, uh, blood, blood, and what's the third one? Well, beast, primarily. And what? Beast. Oh, beast, right, okay. Because I was thinking how that that came up during the sex scene, but it wasn't any of those bees it was butts it was butts <laughs> there were no <laughs> boobs in this movie but there were plenty of butts you know what they were just keeping their self-respect thank you very much although there was a very vigorous going down scene which was pretty good mm. and then i was like and then that also made me a little extra sad when robbie died because like oh man he never got his piece mm-hmm. early on though in the movie <laughs> we do see the the other couple's butts 
a lot uh, before they get murdered by the same Yeah, he like gives her butt a smack and then really digs it. <laughs> I was like, that's some vigorous, uh, you know, making out. And the, I do have, so I like this movie a lot too, but I do have some complaints. Do about we want to go slowly and like walk and a little bit to yeah, the totally. scene? Or what? How do you feel about that, T? That's kind of fine. start at the beginning and go through. I mean, All right, so we talked a little bit already about the premise of the movie, which is that these, what are they? T-100s or T-1000s? <laughs> yeah, military robots. <laughs> Military-grade robots that are easily multi-million dollar robots oh, yeah. uh, have been reconfigured with, like, some brand new software. <laughs> Which is, is absurd. It's it's awesome. Like, but it's, it's okay, awesome. yeah. It's really cool. But it is pretty silly to take it a It is, but it's fine. It's fine. It it's a killer Santa movie. We're totally. very open to a lot of yeah. different silly, yeah, silly plot good. lines. And so, uh, and so these are the first, this is, the, they've just come out. And even while, um, what was her name again? Zoe? No. What, yes. the main character? Yeah, what was her? The one who owned the, the record shop. It's Tori. Tori, Tori too. Yes. And, then the, the and Robbie. Was right, Robbie. And so they go and drinking Robbie. together. Mm-hmm. And um, during that sequence, there is a, com- uh, a news, uh, um, uh, there's a news broadcast about how one of the one of the Sandas has malfunctioned terribly, and mm-hmm. maybe some people are hurt, but they don't really go into it. And she's like, "That's depressing. Shut that shit down." And he's yeah. like, "You got it." At the bar, right? <laughs> At the bar, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you uh, you get to meet some of the um, some of the other characters. We'll see, like uh, the sheriff, who was the guy who played Herman Munster in. Oh, in really? the Rob yep. Zombie. Oh uh, no way! Yeah, I didn't yeah Jeff Daniel oh, Phillips. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. Although, I don't know what the was, was he meant to be the brother of the other cop because they looked exactly the same. They both <laughs> had like the stringy hair and the handlebar mustache. I think that might just be a plaster thing. thing. Are they supposed to be brothers? <laughs> yeah, that, like, that's like the the. Totally. I have a buddy from Placerville, so I'm going to give him shit about this a little bit. Yeah. He also have a handlebar mustache. He did. <laughs> See pictures of him. He's got long hair, too. Yeah, or he hair. used to be. He just got a, he got a haircut recently. But that scene is funny when we first meet the cop, because he's just like such an asshole right off the bat. And you mean the bad cop or the good cop? Because even the bad cop was a little bit... Well, he wasn't even... Well, there's the cop that shows up and At the bar? takes shots and then like... Gets mad. Yeah, yeah, that's the chief. Yeah, yeah. And I guess he's mad because, like, they, didn't they give him a little bit of backstory? Like, his wife left him or died or some shit. It was. Yeah, his wife left him and left him uh, her dog. Oh yeah. And the two of them don't really get along. And now he has to take care of the dog. It's constantly barking. There are so many mm-hmm. story like backstory. Yeah. There, this movie is definitely accurate where, in terms of like the conversations that people have at the yeah. bars. Because that is, at least, like, in my experience, like, a lot of, like, the, obviously, like, the music conversations. Yeah, those are cute. But also, like, the weird, just, like, it's definitely accurate. And know? I thought the, the actors that were portraying Tori and Robbie, they were really good, and they were really good looking, too. So it was very easy to just, like, fall for mm-hmm. them and let be like, okay, what's next, guys? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Where are we going? So, you know, they were, and again, they had a lot of, uh, not a, I don't know what to call them. They're not meat cues, but, you know, like, little endearing you know interactions like the whole thing with the cars and you know they, they go to her car and or no they go to his car and she talks shit about it and mm-hmm. and like just they get a chance to like 
give little like you know flirtatious jokes back and forth and it was very cute i, I like them I, I did i did like them. well yeah there were there there are a lot of underlying tones it's pretty obvious that robbie's primarily working there because of uh tori being the boss essentially and of course you know there's kind of like that side bet going on uh between the toy store owners and whether or not the two of them are oh, going to end yeah. up fucking by the end of the night after they're, like, you know, sharing the bottle, essentially, and polishing it off. Um, which, you know, sure enough, it does eventually happen. Uh, but, you know, it's really playing off of a lot of that sure. sexual tension early cute. on. Because initially, Tori's just bringing up the fact that, you know, she's close to the shop. She's She's got, like, a Tinder hookup set for, you know... Funny the night so she doesn't have to spend the holidays alone and then of course everyone in this movie is just ragging on the, uh, guy, the guy that she swiped right on <laughs> yeah the guy liner the whisper scener um god i can't i can't remember the actual like the actual character's name in the movie but you know everyone knew that like yeah. four kids on top of that that was really funny although one of my favorite little like ridiculous side jokes was when they're making nachos and they're about to put him in the oven, and he pours sauce on him. She's like, what are you, a fucking maniac? Who yeah, <laughs> puts sauce on him? Like, really <laughs> and I was like, I know. Yeah, that's a weird thing to do, definitely. <laughs> Some warm salsa on your fucking nachos. Makes no fucking sense. Yeah, that was good stuff. So, you know, so... I mean, we've all, we've all done stupid shit. True. I do stupid <laughs> shit when I'm sober. I mean, I won't get into well, it. Well, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you can ask you all about it. So, uh, and I have, so how many minutes are we talking about here in terms of developing the characters? We, it was a very it's solid, like, like, 20 minutes, right? Oh, no, it was, like, 30. It was, like, 30 minutes? Yeah. Because yeah. I looked. Because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I was enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, like, wait, isn't this a horror movie? <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. Because, uh, first of all, like, the look of the movie is good. Mm-hmm. All the, like, Looks really cinematography good. and all the neon lighting and everything is yeah, really Yeah, it was cool. really neat. And it looks great, and then all the conversations are good and everything. But I definitely had that moment where I was like, "How far into the movie are we? Because we've been doing this for a while." With <laughs> yeah, the conversations <laughs> and going from bar to bar and talking about out. Lemmy and <laughs> and it was about <laughs> a solid thirty minutes uh, before. I mean, the thing is, is you see the salmon kind of do some things, mm-hmm. and I think there's that initial attack against the couple who's even that's a little later in the game but yeah i mean that's like 30 35 minutes yeah because yeah no i definitely had that moment of holy crap this is a movie about a mechanical santa that goes crazy and kills people where's the santa like what's (laughs) happening i was promised a santa yeah uh but then he does ultimately snap on the Mm -hmm. couple couple who are having sex and he never lets people finish yeah, <laughs> which and so this kind of leads me to one of my first sort of sort of complaints mm-hmm. a little bit, which mm-hmm. is that uh, so the, they're having sex and basically the Santa sort of comes alive mm-hmm. and then attacks them, mm-hmm. which is a good scene. He splits the, uh, the guy in half, the guy in half, which is great. Lots right of nice more, yeah. And blood flies everywhere, which is good. They do that a lot in this movie, which is nice. Yeah. I, I appreciate, like, the wild kind of blood. He's a robot. Right He's a military-grade robot. He should be able to split somebody if he wants to. Totally. But I was, it did kind of occur to me, my only complaint was that uh, I wanted the Santa to snap for, like, a reason. 
Because you have... Like, he gets, like, ice cream dripped on him or something? Yeah, or, or... something, or, like, he sees something or hears something that makes him, or something like, happens. Maybe some, there. like, PTSD, where there's, like, a, like, you know, something on a broadcast about, like, a war in Ukraine, and, like... It makes him like snap, and he thinks he's a, he's back in the war zone. That would have been a nice little touch, actually. Yeah. You know what? I hadn't thought about that, but that would have been a little cute, right? Like if there was like. See, I just I took it that he was upset over the fact that he didn't get to join <laughs> ah. in the act because you know initially you know the Toy Story couple made the joke of. Uh, you know, obviously <laughs> they knew that business was about to go down, and then they make the comment of like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, and the Santa joins yeah. in too. You know, so they, you know, they threw it in there and they, you know, they start going at it. Santa's, you know, still in position, yeah, you know, in his post and just doesn't there. have, you know, like the little twitching or it's something, about, yeah. the malfunction twitch. But then it again. did seem annoyed by, it did seem like the sex was the thing that got him going. We got a sanctimonious Santa. Mm-hmm. We got a fucking prude of a, of a jolly old Saint Nick. Jesus. But it just, it just, the reason it popped into my head was because they do su- such a cool intro, kind of describing the robot and doing all that stuff, the kind of retro stuff mm. when they describe him, that I thought for sure, like, that, that you know, it popped in my head that, like, oh, they'll, like, someone's going to do something or, like, someone's fuck with it or, or mess yeah, with, with it. Fuck with it. That would have been the happen. other one. Like, the yeah. asshole, like, you know, maybe if the, the boyfriend had been an asshole and, like, mm-hmm. poked and him and, like, yeah, moved his arms around or some shit. Did something but, to piss him off. Although they didn't really make anybody a huge asshole other than the uh, the deputy cop or yeah. the, you know, the, the other, cop, the other yeah. like, ridiculous, stupid cop. Just, yeah, who's, like, absurdly... Yeah, it was just like over the top. And because uh, even, and can you remind me if when he kills the family, if uh, the dad was being abusive or was it just like completely random? I think it was random, right? Nobody gives him a reason, really. No, yeah, the, nobody's. I think it was random. They didn't yeah, really so go into yeah, that too much. Cause, I kind of dig on that quick. because, you know, like a lot of times movies, and, you know, sometimes it's kind of nice, they'll give you a reason to hate mm. somebody. And then you're like, yeah, Santa, kill him, split yeah. him in half. And, the, and then this time it was like, nah, man, everybody was just being normal. And, mm-hmm. you know, nobody was just, like, getting angry because they got a Charlie horse hat during sex and they just wanted to fuck for Christmas. <laughs> That's from Treevenge. Treevenge. <laughs> oh. So, like, nobody gave him a reason. He just malfunctioned, which is cool. Yeah. But yeah, that would have been kind of cute to, like, you know, if he heard some, like, you know, war sounds on the TV. Yeah. And it made him, like, you know. Because isn't there a part where they talk about the, some of the... In the news that was going on. Oh, that was the other one. Yeah, that was the other Santa that was malfunctioning. Well, yeah, like, they, they made mention about, like, how it didn't malfunction, but it was more of, like, a harmless prank. But they didn't really go into too much Cover detail up. because, yes. you know, Tori, Tori made them turn yeah, the TV off at the bar. Story. But, um, mm-hmm. there was, although that, it, not an evil character, but a super annoying character that I wanted to die was that one husband when they were Oh, the guy hiding, who wouldn't fucking shut he his wouldn't, mouth. Like, be quiet or like, hide. go into like, you know, hiding mode. Go into <laughs> emergency mode, not like, you know, asshole walking around being loud to be When the they realize that the Santa's actually killing people and they yeah. have to hide and I know, it's like okay, you you have to die. You're too annoyed. It was very annoying. His <laughs> wife wasn't. She did not have it coming. Yeah, she Well, could. yeah, nobody had it coming other than him probably. And it was good they did the uh the family the, one. So the 
the Santa the kid. kills the parents, and then he kills the kids. Like, oh, hi, Santa! And you and think he's gonna maybe have a heart, and then he doesn't have totally. a heart, and you're like, that's that's for the best. <laughs> well, okay. To to be fair, you know, you know, Santa's there. He's covered in blood for one, uh, and of course the kid questions it. But then the kid opens a gift, and of course it's close, and he's uh, really upset over the fact that ah, uh, not stupid clothes again. Then the everybody kid knows that gets closed. <laughs> everybody knows that. Well, I mean they still do it, but you know, you know they're not gonna so like it. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> like that's not what the season's about. Mm. I need something that flashes. <laughs> I know he is almost motivated by that. Like it's almost like there is that little element of he killed him because, mm-hmm. or he's maybe going haywire because of people. So I think the uh, yeah, and I think badly. so. He starts off by killing the couple in the store, and those are some pretty good kills, particularly since there was so much Christmas decor all around. So um, the point of view, the POV, um, um, you know, camera work in that scene was. Um, it was good, and I, I'm not begrudging it, but it was a little frustrating because he can't quite, you know, he's not looking where you want him to look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, look at the sexy couple. What are you doing looking at the fucking floor? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad they kind of tied it into, like, the couple having sex, though, because, you know, we see Robbie and Tori, like, walking back mm-hmm. from the bar during that, and, like, they, they hear, like, the pounding noise that basically... Uh, right, the space and then smash into the like the, yeah. the glass counters. Uh, so you know, the whole time they're just thinking like they're having you know ravenous sex, like they were expecting them to in the toy store, which you know they started to do, and then you know Santa came to life in this case. But um, you know, it just it tied in perfectly because like they they already knew like what what the mm-hmm. end goal was for you know both both of these couples at the time, except like in in Tori and Robbie's case, you know, obviously like. Nothing was for for certain set in stone until uh, you know Tori eventually invites Robbie like, over to finish That's off the happening. bottle. Green light. <laughs> it's more of a yellow light. If you play your cards right, it turns into a green light, mm. which he did. So that was, and then their sex scene coincided with the uh, the killing of the family across the street, which was you know I, I actually kind mm-hmm. of uh, I really like that sequence of sort of you know putting those two very exciting um, moments together. You know that's what. That's what horror movies are all about. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have the twist on the horror sex scene where it's like more kind of oriented towards the woman. Yeah. The the guy, which is you know, a little bit of a mm-hmm. twist. Oh, that Tori's that. body was banging. I was like, damn, Tori. <laughs> and they showed her butt. They show everybody's butt. <laughs> you know, Jesus, John. You and Everyone butt. gets a butt shot. Everybody gets I just a butt noticed because that was the thing. It was like... Normally in horror movies, it's <laughs> boobs. This way was just doing uh, everything right. Was, you know, it's very respectful. Butts. Everybody got butts. That's pretty cool. And then it was like the whole like. Mm-hmm. In fact, we don't even. I know we just see this. We we do see like they're that they're pumping in, in the store as opposed to just because you know in the beginning he just yeah, yeah. he starts to you know work on her from behind. I'm trying to use the words carefully here. Use my words carefully, here, but like yeah, it was. <laughs> Both of these dudes were very good at sex. Yeah, they were going at it. And uh, but and then so if we want to talk a little bit more about the killings at the the family killings, those are probably some of the actually all the killings are pretty great and impressive. But um, I thought that they really didn't pull any punches with the families, particularly when he goes for the kid. Where you're like, no. When then not only does he and he shows up through the window. Oh my god! Oh wow! Yeah, that was intense. So yeah, so there was a kid 
Oh yeah. So and then, you know, we, we get to the part where he's done with the family. He's coming across the street. Uh, Tori and Robbie have now woken up her sister who is a, and her husband who are very deep sleepers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's her sister. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and stupid husband's like, what do you guys want? What you want keys? What? Shut the fuck up, man! And then uh, and then yeah, Santa throws a kid's body through the window. That was very savage. And I was I was surprised. I was taken by surprise. So that was like gold star for another gold star for Christmas, bloody Christmas. Definitely. And then of course throws the axe, lands on the kid. And then at that point, you think that Robbie's kind of. On the he's on the protected list because he's too main character to mm-hmm. die. So at this point, because he survived that interaction, because in this interaction the sister gets it first, followed by the brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and then Robbie and Tori make it out alive, and they make it to a car, a cop car, a car. I'm trying to remember that. To their back to no. their car. Back to their car, and then they get attacked again by the Santa there. Yeah, and, and that's, she crashes into the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right and then and that's when Robbie sense. gets it because he comes outside and it's really sad I really did not he want to his head axed which I, I also re- like a thing I kind of realized from this movie too is that the axe is Santa's best weapon for horror movies with Santa like that's his <laughs> weapon I realized it makes sense he lives in the forest yeah. you need an axe just to like Cut wood and shit. To cut down a Christmas tree, too. Yeah. So it's a very natural weapon for mm-hmm. him, you know. Yeah. But that is his, that is sort of officially Santa, horror movie Santa's weapon, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, Violent Night had a, had the... He had the hammer. He had a hammer. But it was like a, what do you call those? Like the, the construction one hammers. The, the mallet. Or sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. That's what it is. Or it was like a war hammer. War, in, back in the Viking crusher. Days. Yeah. But in like Silent Night, Deadly Night, the famous, mm-hmm. he uses an axe in that. And in uh, the famous uh, Tales from the Crypt story with, mm-hmm. um, what's her name? Mm-hmm. He uses an axe in that one too. Ah. Um, so that is kind of the main, I think if you look at all the horror movies, that's got to be his main weapon. Well, I mean, uh, guns are going to be a little too impersonal for... Mm-hmm. Um, um, or uh, what, what do you call it? A, a, a sleigh movie, you know, for mm-hmm. for axe murder movie. But like you said, though, I think the fact that he's a kind of a woody, woodsy. He's a woodsy kind of guy. Kind of guy. He slips in flannel. Yeah, <laughs> that it makes sense. <laughs> but it is kind of funny because that is, I guess, he gets the fire axe is where he gets it from the store. Ah, uh, okay. It's the you know for mm-hmm. the. Uh, which I don't know why you would necessarily have a fire. Did you want to say something about the snow? Because you were at one point. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, no. So there's a lot of the outdoor scenes I know. When they're walking, they're the walking to the bar. Minutes. Yeah, we watched the first three minutes. They together. Walk outside. It's snowing only directly on them, but there's no snow falling okay. anywhere else. That's just movie magic, you know. You gotta let go of some stuff. But I, but it was really funny that you pointed. Yeah, you, you can't you can't explain Christmas magic. You know, we've learned that from Viper. <laughs> but I realized once I started watching the rest of the movie, I realized, oh, I, they kind of had to do that because there are definitely some real scenes, or <laughs> there are definitely some scenes where there's real snow mm-hmm. happening, and you can tell because everything is covered in snow mm-hmm. and it's falling everywhere, and it's all in their hair and everything, and it's like, oh, okay, this is. 
these are scenes where there's real snow, and then I think they must have been like, oh, when we shoot these other ones, we have to a year snow. later, sure. yeah, because it's not <laughs> snowing anymore, and there's no snow on the ground anywhere or anything. But no, yeah, that was like it reminded me of uh, usually in movies, and this movie's not super low budget; it's lower no. budget, but it's like. I thought it was, yeah. But typically in, like, Hollywood movies, like, snow and rain are done well, generally. Like with asbestos? Mm -hmm. But usually they'll kind of do it in a way that it's pretty convincing, (laughs) especially rain more than snow. But uh, it reminded me, though, of the Repo Man movie, where uh, there are scenes in that movie where there's ice falling from the sky. Mm -hmm. But they literally just drop, like, a row of ice in front of the camera, but nowhere else. And it looked, it reminded me of that because it was so specific to that one area. And then you had to be staring at the street, too. I was like, I'm looking at the street now. There's no snow on there. Yeah. It it followed them, too, because in the scenes where they're walking from the one place to the other, literally the snow is like following them as they go. But I just, that's a little tangent about the snow. But yeah, no, I noticed. (laughs) It was one of those things where once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And once you you told me, I couldn't unsee it either. So thanks for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so Robbie has just died. It's a very, very heartbreaking moment because I liked Robbie quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then in comes the cop. He had a good gory death. He, he had, had a really good smash. Oh, yeah. Against the car. That was a good... His head got split by the axe, right? To, well, I mean, against the yeah. car. I forget. Well, something happened it was to him first, and was... then there was like a follow-up blow. Because he kind of got messed. I forget exactly, but he kind of got messed up. And then he kind of came up against the car, and then, yeah, the then that's when he got it. Yeah, it took him out. It's too bad. And then a cop shows up, shoots him, but doesn't, you shoots know, the Santa. shoots the Santa, right? But he doesn't like follow through. Santa gets back up, kills him really bad, and then Tori takes off in the cop car, which I, it was. I really liked how they did this because you know you're she's doing all the she's making all the right decisions and it's you know I I do like it when characters just don't make dumb decisions and, although it's likely to make dumb decisions and like you know when you're really stressed out because of a dangerous situation but it's so frustrating to watch that in a movie so mm. I was always happy to see her making the best possible decision yeah. in the situation yeah she's uh, but it doesn't matter because you're still in a horrible situation mm-hmm. where you're covered in blood and driving a cop car mm-hmm. down the fucking street in Placerville. <laughs> so <laughs> bumping into you know the the, the most asshole cop that you can yeah. think of and of course from his perspective she's covered in blood in a mm-hmm. really banged up cop car that she should not be in and she's screaming her head off which you're like is she on meth i don't know like this could be the problem, right? You don't, you're not, your brain's not going to go to homicidal mechanical Santa right away. Not right away. That was a little bit of a twist as well. Cause like normally in a horror movie, the cops would be like, oh, you're clearly the victim, you know, cause you're all woman yeah. and you're covered with blood and you're screaming. It so really, you must be the victim. But they were like, no, yeah. like, you might be, you're driving the cop car. Where's the cop whose car this is? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, where's the cop with Carlos's? What cop did you take this from? <laughs> Which he was dead at that point. Oh, too. yeah, he was gone. Yeah, I mean, if you're torn in that situation, what are you supposed to be like? Oh, yeah, your uh, your partner's head was just blown off with the shot. And I mean, like, and how are you supposed to articulate perfectly, you know, when you're covered in blood, you, you're mm-hmm. bloody and you're freaking out, 
you're, you know, of course you're going to be saying nonsense yeah. shit like, he's dead, man. He's dead. You're all dead. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it can't be a situation where it's like, oh, don't worry. It's not my blood. <laughs> but she was saying, help, help. But then again, if you're a cop approaching the situation, I can't imagine you're going to approach it. Although, like, it's a small ass town, right? Is he like, Tori? What's happening, Tori? What's going on? You, you know, business, small business <laughs> owner, upstanding, you know, member of the community, Tori. So maybe he should have. May, okay, okay. Here's, here's my theory on this. He knows Tori's, like, uh, you know, reviews in regards to horror sequels. Because this is another part that ties into the pre-sex <laughs> between her and Robbie. And this this is the moment in this movie where uh, Tori actually loses me. Is when she's praising Blair Witch <laughs> Book of Shadows. And I was like, yeah. I was like, what? That's a you know, I forgot what? that, actually. <laughs> Nobody yeah. likes that fucking movie. So, like, in regards to, like, bad choices or decisions in this movie, the top two are Robbie putting the salsa on the fucking nachos before they throw it into the oven and then forgetting said oven because, or nachos in the oven because they're having sex. Uh, and two, her just absolute love for Book of Shadows. Because I remember watching that uh back in the day, and I was like, oh, I didn't know they yeah. made a sequel to Blair Witch. Watch it, and then by the end of it, you're like, what the well, fuck they, was that? They, they have, like, a bunch of the conversations. It's almost kind of Kevin Smith style. <laughs> yeah. Where they have a lot of Absolutely. pop culture, like, music uh, conversations and movie conversations, and sh she has, like, a theory that the sequels of horror movies are always better than the original. Which is such a weird hot take, especially when she's so dead on and proud of a musical, like yeah, you know, yeah, fucking it's, you know uh, opinions that you're like, hmm. And, and her mm -hmm. examples okay. are like, I, I, she gives a couple of other examples that I can't remember what she. Pet Cemetery oh, yeah, Two because the they talk about Pet Cemetery Two, which maybe. But I don't know if it's better. I, I, it's funny Debatable because, for sure. But you got Eddie Furlong doing pretty good, and you know. Yeah, and she said someone else who was in that too, which is a good. But he's anyway, like scary dude. I forget his name. It's funny because that's that's an interesting. T it is kind of an interesting hot take though, because I think it's wrong in a lot of ways. <laughs> I think it's wrong, <laughs> but it's also right in some key ways too. Because, mm -hmm. like for instance, Evil Dead Two is better than Evil Dead One true mm -hmm. and like uh she oh she says the the one she says that i had to remember in a brief she says hellraiser 2 hellbound is better than hellraiser mm -hmm. 1 and i was like oh shit like <laughs> i was like i don't know if that's true <laughs> like i've already santa, done my... where's that santa <laughs> when you can refer to the hellraiser <laughs> episode we talk about the hell, different hellraiser movies but uh that's an interesting one, though, where it's like... Lady, right here! I know we don't do that. But there's so many movies, there's so many horror movies, though, where the first, where it's like, the first is definitely better than any of the sequels or... or mm -hmm. Yeah, because, like, with, with things like this, like, the only other time that I remember where, like, sequels were directly brought up, but this was in more of a class than it was in Scream 2, mm -hmm. in their film class, because they were... Uh, they were basically saying, like, okay, well, name one sequel that was better than, you know, the original. And they're they're having a back-and-forth conversation on that. Yeah. And not too many movies were actually brought up. Um, but, like, a lot of people with that will primarily look yeah, at, like, yeah. The Godfather. 
uh, part part two is right. kind of like being the quintessential uh, example of that being the case. But you know, I just thought it was funny that like she just kept piling on to her her hot take argument with it. But as soon as as soon as Book of Shadows came on, I was like, yeah, yeah I, you're I, gonna I, die you know? like, <laughs> they, I, they can't really believe that had to be a joke or some kind of because <laughs> they can't really believe that. <laughs> but, uh, it's a Blair Witch is a classic. I'll say it. It's a classic. It is a, it's a great. I I it got a lot of hate because of the promotion. I think it, you know the promotion went so hard and it was so good that at one point, like the the what is it the the diminishing mm-hmm. returns kind of shit, where people yeah. got really annoyed with it after yeah, being yeah. because yeah. it was so in your face for such a long time. But I remember when I watched it for the first time, and like I, I my first year in college, like it was it scared the shit out of me. It was like that was fucking great. But you could definitely say too that Blair Witch Two was unfairly. <gasps> I did watch it. Sorry, I'm starting to remember it now. It's a bunch of goth kids going yeah. to take the tour. Okay, yeah. for sure. I was like, I don't think I've seen it. And there's like a weird time travel element because <laughs> yeah. like the videotape stuff is like happening in the future. <laughs> uh, but you could make, I think you could make the argument that Blair Witch 2 was sort of unfairly uh, criticized because it's it's it was, one of those situations where a sequel can never live up to its original. Yeah. Certain movies, like, uh, just to com- completely go tangent, uh, Psycho 2 is a legitimately good movie, mm-hmm. but it it ended up failing and people don't really think of it as like a thing because it's like, how can you ever make a sequel? Is that the one with the hot mom and the teenage boy? And then they kind of roll around on the ground a little bit. Maybe. Or is that the third one? It's the one where, uh, Norman Bates has served his jail time and he's now being released and he's on his best behavior. And he's like, I'm not crazy anymore. I'm a normal person now. And, uh, he sort of gets driven crazy again to commit murder. I don't want to give that away really too much. That really doesn't narrow it down. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too much. It's, no, but that's an example where, like, it, the movie is legit good, but uh, people don't think of it as a good movie because it's like, how can you make a sequel? Because it wasn't Hitchcock either, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. in Hitchcock, it's it's not just the story. It's like the the uh, the camera work, the, the everything, mm-hmm. right? The The tone of it. Oh, yeah. Then you then you have sequels that should not have been made. Period. Like, oh, I've like, never seen. That. I, don't, I haven't Kunis? seen that. That's rough. Who is there? Is he? Is it? Is there a don't. Patrick Bateman in it? <laughs> There's a Patricia Patricia Bateman. Oh, not really it, Patricia, it but it's like, no. It's uh, I can't remember the. I saw this a long time ago too, but uh, I've never. It's seen got it. Mila Kunis in it, That's and crazy. it's like. I have to look and it's I can't even remember the plot, but I remember that it's basically unwatchable. And I really <laughs> like Mila Kunis; she's really great. Yeah, it. it I, I, I'm pretty oh sure it has God, like a zero yeah. percent rating on RT. Okay, wait. So <laughs> back to we got on a tangent. Oh yeah. But, uh, <laughs> back to the oh, movie. Cause she, yeah, because she talks about the sequels. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, no, I, I that kind of caught me off guard though. When she, I was like, what? <laughs> I've never heard. It's an interesting theory because I don't think I've ever heard anybody say really that. Really rallying behind that uh, as, as a general thing. Yeah, like the, well, I, 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 I mm-hmm. 
I, I think there there was more weight yeah. with her her musical yeah. argument in regards yeah. to cutting the long big, hair. What was the conversation <laughs> with the with big the music theory where it was that one right there? Oh, hair. when they cut that's what you just said, yeah. right? When they cut their hair yeah. off. When they cut their hair, their 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 albums just decline. Uh, My theory about that, just because we got it, might as well address it. uh, (laughs) We have to. It's not that cutting their (laughs) hair makes the album bad. It's that by the time they've decided to cut their hair, Mm -hmm. they've decided to go mainstream, and so now they're putting out more mainstream. That's why Metallica cut their hair. Because Metallica said, oh, it's not, long hair isn't cool anymore. That used to be cool. Now it's cool to have short hair. So they were trying to appeal to like a mainstream audience. You could also say it's a different, they're sort of uh, moving on to a different stage in their Mm -hmm. artistic development, which can always backfire, not backfire, but if you have diehard fans that really love that one thing that Mm -hmm. you did, and then you're like, what about this other thing? They're like, fuck the other thing. Mm -hmm. You know, they want the one thing. They just want the one thing. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, Metallica put out, like, their single of their new album, which comes out next year. Which, um, honestly, was a pretty good mix of their old stuff and their new stuff. So it it feels like even at this point, they're, like, just trying to find, like, that middle ground. But if you guys haven't listened to, God, I'm trying to remember the name of the song. It's something like Eterna. Um... It's on YouTube for sure, um, but they've been playing it on the radio too. But like, it was actually it reminded me a lot of their older stuff. But you know, even after like all the time, like obviously bands mm-hmm. go through like experimentation periods, um, you know, trying different things. I mean, some of them just do really off kilter things, like randomly releasing like an album that's pure covers, like mm-hmm. we've seen from like Weezer, for example, <laughs> which does happen. Um, but you know, still at this time, like Metallica's like kind of like in that in that sweet spot right now, where you know they are mainstream, but they still have enough of their roots in them in regards to like the current like music mm-hmm. that they are doing gotcha. and still producing. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. Should so, we continue with the movie? Yeah. yeah. So we were we were at the part uh, where Tori is basically getting arrested. Turn off the boiler off. When the Yes. When, when the asshole cop, uh, you know, sees and her he, covered in that blood. Much, he was an and of course. But on purpose, he was. It, it just means he's a great actor. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and of course, like, there's really just no way that you're going to be able to, uh, you know, convince these cops, like, what is actually going on until they see it for themselves. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie, right? Seeing is believing in this type of movie, which, uh, you know, Sure enough, Tori tries to convince Sheriff Monroe, who is, uh, you know, the main guy, Jeff Daniel Phillips in this case, the, the asshole the from the bar. He's not the anymore. Now he's the um, And, yeah, now, now he's a much more reasonable cop. He's not hot-headed like Officer Smith is, the one uh, who basically tries to go, like, Lone Star and go out for himself and be like, all right, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, and then ultimately gets killed. Yeah. Trying to be the hero in his own way. No. Which uh, shouldn't be too surprising, given the fact that, you know, in these types of movies, if you go into business for yourself, regardless of, like, what the situation is, more times than not, it backfires. But, I'm I mean, sure they had enough. a really good premise of, uh, to sort of tell you of the, 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 the police force, the police backup that you could expect. Right? I mean, it's a small town. Like, there's not going to be, like, mm-hmm. a shit ton of cops. 
it's Christmas, it's there's snow, there's like, there's a lot of reasons why there's not going to be a lot of backup to take down this, you know, right. this Terminator of a Santa. Santa. And so, um, I'm trying to think of like, they don't really do too many big, they, they don't do big impressive kills with the cops. I think they're just kind of, they're just blown up, right? Yeah, how do you, oh, the one cop car They go behind the ambulance. Half. What's that? The one cop car gets like split in half. Never get. I don't think there's a one of the cops in it. Remember, he hits it oh. with the car, and uh, it splits in half. Are we at that point yet? Is Almost. It? I mean, so at this point, the ambulance has come in. So she's at the. So she's at the police station, and they've taken off her cuffs. And I wish they they hadn't made the uh, the extra asshole cop that much of an asshole at that point because at this point it's like, okay, now you've had a conversation with her. I know she sounds crazy, but like, like he's still not like putting two and two together and the other cops trying to be cooler. I'm like, and isn't that dude, your boss, mm -hmm. should you at least be like, you know, keeping in pace with him mm -hmm. with in terms of like, yeah. And there's like, there's like a neighboring, um, like police station. that's like helping with the investigation right. too. So at one point, you know, you had the sheriff like telling the, the officer like, Hey, why don't you call in, check in see if everything's all right, and he kind of, like, brushes it off, you know, initially, but, you know, then uh, Monroe kind of, like, puts his foot down, and, you know, it just eases the tension there a little bit before they go out to pursue the, right. so, you and know, that, assailant. That's what he's talking case. about is the, the ambulance coming in, and then them going out and getting killed, and mm -hmm. then her watching from the from the office, which, it would have been kind of cool to see bigger kills there, but, you know, there's um there's such things as budgets, and they've done pretty good so far in the movie, so no, no begrudging them that, but it was, yeah. And, and yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, then at that point, Santa comes into the office. And here's one little thing that I was like, oh, man. Um, it was the, uh, I kind of, it, it, it broke the spell to see a man in a suit that was very clearly a man in a suit. Well, can I, that makes any sense? Like, he, I, I don't think the actor that was in the Santa suit did a good job about seeming like a robotic man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit of a complaint I have about the another complaint I have about the movie is that he didn't look enough like he didn't look synthetic enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could have literally done like a straight up mask on his face to make him look like an animatronic. Yeah, I was thinking that too. He looked a little too much like a person in a suit with a like, like a guy just like a slasher suit. Santa rather yeah. than like a mechanical Santa. Mm -hmm. But again, money, yeah. small details. It wasn't like to the degree of like man in the first of all, we're, these are different categories we're judging, right? <laughs> did you want to be judged by those standards or did you want to go higher up? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, uh, Killing Tree was definitely yeah. a much lower uh, but I gotta say, budget. Killing Tree, like this, not to be harsh on Killing Tree, but they threw that money away. The money they spent on the CGI, they threw away because. The guy in the tree suit was a million times better no, the CGI than the CGI tree. tree I, I would have been, I want man in tree <laughs> suit. Give me man in tree suit. Totally, a guy in a tree suit is always going to be better <laughs> yeah. than the CGI. So it does feel harsher that we're going harder on this movie. But we're only going harder on this movie because we <laughs> like it so much. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it is honestly like... It's like a mm -hmm. eight or nine out of ten for me in terms of like just it was really satisfying. I like the characters. 
you know, but we're here to like, you know, give a couple of criticisms, constructive sure. and sometimes just malicious, but not in this particular sense for this, or in this particular movie, this particular movie we really liked. Plus I think, cause yeah, this is a good movie, but it's like, it's that thing where like, uh, the better a movie is, the more you want it, the you want it to be perfect. Want it to be more like, yeah, like you're like, oh, it was so close so on this close. one thing. But then, like, Killing Tree is like the worse the movie is, yeah. the more you're like, man, here's Dude, a very like low well bar. Fun. Can we make it to the very low bar? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So the the Santa, like, he what definitely came across more like a guy, like a a guy, almost to the point where, at least up to a certain point. He so much felt like a dude in a suit that I almost wondered if this movie was a movie about a guy, mm. a, a crazy oh, guy. In a I remember what suit. did it. It was when he's um, throwing furniture around, and the motion of his arms were so were so human that like it kind of took me a little bit out mm. of the. Because before mm. you just kind of see them like walk in and like doing. I don't know, like, but it was. I remember thinking like guy in suit. Guy in suit. Oh, and then, so another little complaint, too, that I have to bring up is that around this time where we're talking about where the, he's in the ambulance and this is where he starts to most, take more damage and he gets hit by a car. The same oh, time. yeah. And he, go, he says, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, and he kind of glitches a bit. And that all of a sudden <laughs> made me realize, wait, fuck. He should have been saying, like, Santa all stuff along. all along. That would have been pretty cute. Because he's an animatronic Santa that's programmed has, to be like, Santa. He should have been ho-ho-hoing. And didn't they, like, make a point of saying how many words he knew? Like, you know, yeah, like, that he has this whole vocabulary. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. yeah, but it was, like, a certain number of, like, I can't remember the number, but it was, like, an extensive vocabulary of yeah. Christmas sayings. It would have been kind of cute to have that included. But, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. okay, I guess they missed but, it. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, like, I think I kind of wish they'd had a lot more him just be yeah. acting like Santa, you know, and being like, I'm Why? a friendly Santa. Like, You're don't be afraid of me. Yeah, exactly. But, so they <laughs> the ho -ho. but then it does get really good in terms of him being a robot Santa at that point because then he starts to take so Falling much apart. damage yeah. that you start to see the electronics under him. You get the the awesome green laser eyes. Yeah, that was great. Which were actually really great. But also didn't do anything. They were just for like tracking. Yeah. It was which just is fine. For, for style points. Yeah. And I think they were real lasers. I don't think those were special effects added in after. I think those might have been actual lasers that they were using on set, possibly. Possibly. But the but then at that point it gets really good because they kind of switch, I think, to a puppet Santa, where his head is really, like, clunky and yeah. moves in a really mechanical way. And then it feels like, oh, okay, and then it cool. feels, And then it feels like Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> and becomes, and, and that, when they get to the police station, that is the point at which, like, the story really starts to become Terminator. Because yeah. the Terminator, when he they just go doesn't to the stop. police station, yeah. mm -hmm. and then the Terminator shows up and he kind of blows up the police station in that movie... We kind of get the same thing, and we start to kind of get that final chase. Yeah, that uh, is very similar to to Terminator, which is fine. Which is fine, <laughs> totally. But it gets to the point where it's like yeah. the robot uh, Santa is crawling 
you know, on all fours, and so is she, which is very mm-hmm. much like the end of Terminator. Where, or is it Terminator or Terminator 2 where she's crawling through the... Oh, it is the first one, right? Where she's crawling and he's crawling after her, and he gets caught in the press that smashes him. I thought that was... T- is that Terminator 1 or 2? No, 1. It is 1, because right? It's the factory it's, because it's still like Arnold being bad versus Arnold being good. Right, right, yeah, because he's trying to kill her, and he's fully robotic. And he's fully point. robotic, yeah. But, uh, oh, you were going to say something mm. to you, right? Um, I, I will say, like, in regards to, like, the the robot aspect of the character, um, in regards to, like, the movements, really the mm. only time we actually had, like, the hydraulics in particular was, like, when the Santa initially came to life in the toy store. Yeah. After that, it just kind of fell to the wayside when they went in the direction mm-hmm. of, you know... Which, the, you know, it has to be a man suit. suit, but it would have been kind of nice if they added a couple of bells and whistles to make him look a little bit more mechanical, mm-hmm. so... So he looks more plastic in the face or something. Exactly, like especially when you're... I mean, when he's doing the killings across the neighborhood, it's easier to sort of camouflage that because there's more distance. Mm-hmm. But when you're getting kind of close and you're seeing, like, his movements, mm-hmm. um, then it just... Um, the, I, I just remember seeing him grab shit and moving it to the side and saying, like, oh, yeah, that looks exactly like a human arm doing that. Which, of course it is. I'm just being nitpicky. But. Well, they could have added, like, the sound effects of, like, the... <laughs> 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 or something. The yeah. noises. That would have been nice. But he was cool. Once he started to really fall apart... He was very cool. It was really... It was good, definitely. And, um... I mean, I think this is a bad criticism that I'm gonna about to say, but uh, I mean, clearly, like they had the the final battleground is her re- uh, record shop, Back and it's the shop. exactly so. After um, she uh, drives the ambulance into a car into the Santa, and yeah, uh, and and thinks that, and you think that's over, and then she goes over to a record store. Breaks into her own record store just to like you know, you know, get safe or and then the Santa gets back up, comes in, um, and maybe because I mean because I'm one because I mean it's very Terminator, but I'm wondering if I was a little exhausted too. I was like, still, <laughs> I mean, I kind of wish that they kind of condensed that a little bit more and made the the final scene a little earlier. And I don't know if that I don't know. Do you guys feel the same way or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a fair criticism. I, I feel like for some people, the third act might lose people because you yeah. do get to the point where after so much shit is kind of like thrown at this scene, for you're just at that point where you're like, well, come on. Bring the hose like, out. like, what what the <laughs> fuck is it going to take that at this point in time? very much mimicking Terminator because right. that's how the end of the first Terminator right. And maybe mm-hmm. it's the pacing, maybe whatever you want to call right. it. Although, like, but I, I, I am really happy with the record store scene. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that scene was really fun. It was the end, and it was a big ending, and it was great. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have cut out some of the other parts in the middle. Maybe the ambulance part. Yeah. Uh, where she hits him with the car with the ambulance. The ambulance hitting the car hitting the Santa. And uh, so it was like, by the time I got to the record store, I was like, but then I got, I got my second win with the movie, and... Had a really fun time in the record shop. It's her turf, so she knows where the shit is, and you know, so you know, you know what I mean, like home home advantage kind of thing. And then it was really cool to see her mm-hmm. get take some damage too, because mm-hmm. at this point she's still in one piece, but you see her, you know, getting her ankle fucked up, 
and then getting her fucking fingers yeah, she gets yeah fingers chopped, it chopped off. off which was really cool <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah so. yeah that was unexpected that's like uh they could do like a sequel and she has a robotic hand oh <laughs> and she then, becomes mm-hmm. part robot, santa robot santa robot mrs claus um <laughs> And then she lays out on the on the asphalt uh, after she defeats him after a very lengthy battle and where she oh she takes a yeah she takes a sword that was just oh yeah yeah fucking she hanging around her but hey it's her record store so she knows how you know durable that sword's gonna be which as it turns out is very <laughs> well I like I kind of wish they'd used a little more I like the fact that she had the. Uh, the stun gun, like the, yeah, that was thing. good, yeah. Because I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because yeah. at least like she can use that to sort of short him out, like right, to exactly. mess up his electrical system for us. She does, yeah. But yeah. I kind of thought I thought that would be, but it, the thing that literally took him down, yeah. You know, but, but it was it, too small, yeah. But I think it's so hilarious because I feel like none of us here know. I mean, actually, I don't know if you know a lot about robotics, T. Do, do you? Not really, no. Me either. Not really, so we no. all kind of go with the same thing, like hose them down. <laughs> use the stun gun. Use electricity against him. You, you can't just bash him with like a a baseball. No, bat he likes that. It doesn't do any damage. It doesn't do any damage. Stuff, you know? That's so superficial. The the whole time, like for Twisted Tuesday, we basically had two running jokes in this movie. One was, you know what this movie needs? Yeah. Just a hot, you know, Mrs. Claus robot, you know, for, for the Santa. That will solve the problem. Um, the other running joke was, during this scene where she gets her hands uh, cut off, uh, was, <laughs> oh, how is she going to flick her bean now? Like, she doesn't have any fingers. Because <laughs> that yeah, was, like, another really part really about- early on. You know, in in a sexual yeah, tension, yeah. how so she was going to go back from the get go. The conversation was very <laughs> flirtatious, and basically him saying in subtext, "I really want to sleep with you," and her saying, "I don't think that's a good idea," and them saying him saying, "I really want to sleep with her." You going, "Well, maybe let's hang out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, after the oh. fact, you know, he's like, "Man, oh, I really yeah. wish you would have found out about this sooner." Because she does yeah. bring up the fact that like none of the guys yeah, know how to have yeah, right. like good sex, basically. And it's, and it's a pretty funny joke about the. I, I really <laughs> like the ongoing joke about the guy she was going to take home initially. The guy with four kids, the guy liner, like the doctor or something. Well, no, that he was just a, a loser <laughs> and that way beneath her, basically. And and everybody was like, "Oh, gross!" <laughs> and then we're over here like, "Yeah, gross, Tori. You're better than that." Have you noticed, Robbie? Check out those abs. <laughs> <laughs> it really kept reminding me of uh death proof you know mm-hmm. um in death proof before in the beginning in the bar scene oh right where there's that one guy that there's like eli roth and the other guy who are trying to like get in with the girls and everything yeah it kept remind he that guy kept reminding me of the guy from Death Proof. Not the Eli Roth guy, but the other guy. You know what I'm talking uh, about? No, I don't know the character's name. But, um, <laughs> but it just kept reminding me of a random thing. But uh, I haven't decided how I feel about Eli Roth, but that's for another yeah. movie review. I don't know if I hate him. Do I love him? Do I hate him? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
All right, let's move on though. Okay, so uh, right, big finale. I really enjoyed it. Of course, it was the hose them down. So she's got to light the the trash on fire to yeah. hose them down, and it finally <laughs> works. Yeah, and he kind of shorts out, shorts out, and falls apart. But uh, I wonder. I really wish we knew somebody who knew about robotics to be like, no, nah, man, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Eh, whatever. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure even if we did, the the first thing that they would bring up is at A no point dollar. would we reprogram uh, any sort of defense department, you know, dollars. robotics. If, if a million dollars is a <laughs> shitty house in California, that motherfucker's at least five million dollars. I guess so. Yeah, that's this, why there I are only like two. Becoming, it's. It, this is now becoming its own genre of horror uh, ever since uh, five, Night at, five Nights at Freddy's. The idea of the animatronic uh, gone running amok ah, and killing yeah. people is, it, that's a new thing. You know, it's like Five Nights at Freddy's might be the first horror thing. It's a video game, not mm -hmm. a movie, but uh, about... Yeah, it, which well, will well, be a movie. Did it ever become a movie though? The funny. It's it, it's 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 an ongoing project. I know they well, have the started to like, cast the movie. So it's been it's right, been gaining yeah. traction, but because, it hasn't. Well, like, the funny thing about that is because at first, so Frank, Five Nights at Freddy's for anyone that doesn't know is a video game series that's hugely popular. It's mm -hmm. made the creator probably billion dollars at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, it uh, the thing is, is the premise is so general. I think what happened is that studios said, we have to make a Five Nights at Freddy movie. And it was probably so expensive because of how popular it was that they said, wait a minute, we don't have to make a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. We can make... A Four Nights at Freddy's Well, we movie. can make uh, the, um, the uh, <laughs> Hanna-Barbera one, where there's the movie about the Hanna-Barbera characters and animatronics going crazy and killing people. Is that the, the one? The... Um, I forget what it's called. Uh, Are we talking about the Nicolas Cage? No. No, that's this another is, this one. This is an old movie? No, this is one that came out at the same time. Oh. The Nicolas Cage movie, there two movies came out that were basically like, fuck it, we don't have to be Five Nights at Freddy's, we can be... That's the Nicolas Cage Well, there was Willy's the Wonderland Banana Splits and uh, that's it. the Banana, Banana Splits, Splits movie? movie. Yeah. Oh, sure. Which technically, just to nerd out for a second... Yeah. Banana splits are not animatronic. They're furries. They're Thank actual you. furries. They're people in suits. Uh, and they always were. So, like, <laughs> but they took the idea and said, oh, well, we can do the animatronics run amok mm. as that. And then the Nicolas Cage one. And so, <clears throat> anyways, like, it, that's become a thing now. And I think this movie almost kind of falls into that, too, because basically yeah, you have your animatronic Santa that goes crazy and if, runs them I don't even sure, I'm not sure there's a difference between a robot and an animatronic Santa. It's the same thing, right? And of course, it's all based on Chuck E. Cheese. Well, Chuck E. Cheese and Disney, mm -hmm. the bear band. Uh, so, I mean, Chuck or E. Cheese could still, yeah. they could make a horror movie with, uh, with their, that would be good, because Chuck E. Cheese would be kind of scary. And, and that's that. already a hellscape. Yeah. And have it take place 
at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh my god! With like <laughs> the parents are like. I I can't I can't think of the cookies anymore it's without the board the yeah, like, yeah. like taking pizza slices and making another pizza out of it. Yeah, so they can keep so they can pocket the money. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, it is an anima, it's an animatronics run amok movie. Uh, mm-hmm. You can definitely do sequels. I mean, obviously. There could be other... Well, first of all, if there's other Santas, there can be other movies. Or there could even be the... Uh, kind of like the, the Little Shop of Horrors effect mm-hmm. where the ending of like... Oh, this was happening them. all over the Mer- all over America. That would have been awesome. That would have been kind of cute, yeah. That they, it, like, yeah, it pans out. It's like... Or the news. On the news, you see yeah. that this is happening everywhere all at once. Or like she was able to take down her Santa, but then there's like a million other Santas that are activating mm-hmm. as we speak. Definitely. And then maybe we could even make it like some sort of like, you know, uh, uh, like programmed by, I mean, like the Russians are, you know, that's the thing again. <laughs> like from the 60s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I mean, I wonder if they'll do a sequel. They could. It seems like the movie did well. Like, I like hope so. It was a fantastic movie. I really like all of the actors are really, really great. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that were on there for like two minutes were really fantastic. So I, um, I thought... Uh, nothing but like good things. Oh, I was gonna say nothing but good things to say. I'm like, no, we just talked a lot of shit about it. And but only in the <laughs> nothing but good things except Mike. Fuck Mike. Uh, Mike was the loud, the loud brother. brother-in-law. It wouldn't shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, There's so a killer Santa but right they outside. Were written that way. Yeah, but they were written that way. So you have to give him a pat on the back for being so <laughs> such good obnoxious characters. I think so. In terms of what we've watched so far, this. Christmas season uh, I would say I would rank so far that uh, si- Violent Night was the best yet, yes, and then this one and yes. then mm-hmm. uh, Treevenge is third mm-hmm. or well Treevenge and then uh, Killing Tree is last well the Killing but, uh, Tree <laughs> but it's, it's interesting though I realize too that uh, we now have this Christmas horror movie which is basically Die Hard and then we have the other Christmas horror movie, which is Terminator. Basically Terminator. <laughs> so we've got like our Christmas re-themes <laughs> of eighties um, action movies. movies yeah. yeah, but you know what? I, I feel like we all wanted it, right? Like we all wanted stuff like this to. It's a good move. It's a, definitely a good. Yeah. Idea. Nobody minds mm-hmm. it. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. And we're getting more Christmas horror movies, which is good because <laughs> there. As I the genre has been episode, it seems like the genre was kind of being left alone. That nobody was really doing a whole lot with it. Right, it was just the occasional one from Mm -hmm. like you know one or two from the eighties here or there. Although it's funny because maybe what it was was that they were they were being made, but they weren't being publicized. Because the more you dig, the more killer Santas you find in like the eighties. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is true. There are a surprising number of these mm-hmm. that I didn't realize even yeah. existed. Like, for example, we all knew, like, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night, but then, like, there's, I mean, the one that we're doing next week, which is... That's right. Don't open Christmas. And, and there then, was that other one. Don't open Evil Christmas? San- or Evil Christmas, Evil Santa. Christmas, Christmas Evil, Evil, thank you. <laughs> thank you, T. Christmas You're Evil. so annoyed by it. Christmas Evil. <laughs> You're like, ah. <laughs> 
Which, uh, which, by the way, one of the parts in this movie that I really appreciated oh. <laughs> was when they were talking about a Christmas story. And Tori, Tori is not a fan of the Christmas story. And, you know, during the part when they're walking back from the bar, you know, she makes a comment, you know, if I'm going to watch a Bob Clark Christmas yeah, movie, it's not going to be that piece of shit. It's going to be Black, yeah, Black Christmas. Christmas Did you guys know there's a sequel? <laughs> See, I that's know. where, that's where she won me say, over, um, but then she lost me. Did you know the there's shit. a sequel? There's been a couple of sequels to uh, A Christmas Story. There were some shitty ones in the 90s. Yeah. And recently, another one came out with actual uh, really? Ralphie yeah. as the lead. Yeah. That just came out. It's available on HBO. Yeah. I don't know that that one I knew about. That's a movie that, that's another movie that you can't make a sequel to. Yeah. And they have, and I don't think any of the sequels are underrated. They're just not that great. For mm-hmm. That's a, you can't make a sequel to Christmas Story. That's impossible. You can't recapture the zeitgeist. The only thing I would say, and this is my little kind of theory, you know mm-hmm. how People yeah, talk sure. about how like Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. like the that train horror movie is actually like a sequel to Willy Wonka. <laughs> that Christmas, the Christmas stories like brother movie or sister movie, not mm-hmm. sequel, but same like thing. Mm-hmm. But for the cinematic universe mm-hmm, is uh, something wicked. This way comes. Is the like Halloween version of a Christmas story? Huh? So you gotta watch that movie if you've never seen it. It's an eighties. The... Oh, I thought it was the musical from. No, it's an eighties. Uh, it... Yeah, Wicked. No, Wicked. But, uh, wicked. Something is Wicked This Way Comes <laughs> is about a carnival. <gasps> a, a oh, we read party. that in book club. Yeah, that's it's just, a book. It's yeah, that's the Bradbury or Bradbury, yeah. that, that author who's very beloved <laughs> by not me. But that's like the horror version of a Christmas story. That's not bad. That's, that was actually pretty. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. It was, it was neat. Mm-hmm. It was neat. Turns out, uh, but that was one of those stories where it's like, oh, love saved everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, really? <laughs> that's that's nice. That's nice. It was the friendships we made along the way. That's really cool, man. <laughs> oh, I think it's the love of a father in that one. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and then, but for this movie, they kind of do the little bit of the like Texas Chainsaw ending, mm-hmm. where it's like her laughing maniacally, yeah. and then it just kind of freeze frames. I did love her on the asphalt because that's a very like <laughs> I got. I got nothing left in the mm-hmm. tank. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm just laying out in the middle of the street. So, if I had to make another complaint about this movie, <laughs> okay. And it's and they and in, in <laughs> fairness, they brought this on themselves. Oh, they have it coming. They had this coming because they, they made the comparison. Oh, which is Terminator. Mm-hmm. In Terminator. Sarah Connor is like a waitress. She's like a regular person. She's a waitress at mm-hmm. a restaurant. And oh, and she trains. Well, and so she goes through this whole crazy thing. And by the end of the movie, she's like this like warrior kind of badass. She yeah. goes from being a regular person who's like, oh my God, what's happening? To being like, ah, like I'm surviving this killer robot. And then at the end of the movie, she's just like, ah, like I've survived this killer robot. Like I'm a new person. Like I've, I'm a, 
I've evolved and become like yes. a better person. I felt like this movie didn't kind of have that aspect where she, where I felt like she kind of went from being this kind of lame, not to be like me, Sarah Connor, but this kind of <laughs> lame person to being like this badass. She kind of was always a badass from the beginning, you know? And that's, I mean, like, um, I, yeah, that's a fair uh, thing. That's a fair point for sure. But I also feel like uh, they didn't put her, they didn't put Tori in a position of having some sort of extra human sort of knowledge or strength, which mm. I think is maybe like the, 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 you know, the, the, the loop. Uh, Kyle Reese. Kyle, do you mean like extra knowledge? Um, like for example, uh, you know, she, she didn't use her strength to beat the robot. She didn't use any uh, special ability that she had that we didn't know about. She didn't, um, you know, yeah, those two things. Mm. So it was, um, it basically we have to base her survival on luck and common sense, mm -hmm. which, you know, you know, that's kind of her thing is that she was, uh, she's kind of a badass, common sense lady, you know, mm -hmm. she, you don't really, even though she you know, drinks a lot of whiskey, but didn't ever really got drunk, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And by yeah, drunk, yeah. I mean real drunk, like me drunk, like throwing up all over your bathroom and they like slurring your drink drink. They drink a lot. Yeah. And they were both like 120 pounds. So yeah. it's like, how the fuck are you like not falling? <laughs> she did sober up kind of quickly. I guess if you get attacked by a robot, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a sort of a, a yeah, I mean, on, murder will do on, that. Uh, John's special <laughs> point. <laughs> did you, it didn't, I mean, not really. I don't think they needed to put her in that position, though, per se. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she basically just like a lot beat the robot by outsmarting it, really. Because, like, I mean, like, if, we, if we're like, how do you take down a robot? Water? Uh, zap it? Take uh, mm -hmm. it. <laughs> sure. What's that? It was just more just knowing the surroundings. Yeah. It was just more just knowing the surroundings because it was, space. you know, home field advantage totally. in this case. No, I'm, I'm nitpicking, but I, I guess it just, I wanted that kind of traditional character arc of like she being like the wimpy kind of person who gets yeah. more survival oriented by the end. First of all, I but always love a, like, a, a toughening up montage for women in movies. Mm -hmm. It's fucking my favorite fucking thing in the world. But that also means you have to put your movie on two on uh, different timelines, right? Yeah. So on this one, it's a very straightforward like, this happened one night. Yeah. Versus like, long. two years later, Tori comes back to take back what's hers. <laughs> totally. Take back Which the record shop. They could do that with the sequel. Though, I know, sure. right? Yes, they could. Yes, they could. <laughs> but now with Robbie... Mm -hmm. They could do the thing where, like, uh, in Terminator 2, they have his hand left over from the first movie, mm -hmm. remember? They and could have, like, and she could totally use it. Like, they have his robot hand, and then mm -hmm. like, she has to fight another Santa. But now she can't play the guitar, so she's really angry. Did she play guitar? No, but mm -hmm. she might, because, oh. you know, do you really, you're really going to have that many records and you never picked up an electric guitar? <laughs> oh, also, there was a little bit of high fidelity vibe in this movie. Too. Very much so. The uh, it, the movie and TV series. It appeals to your your elitist um, yeah. music, you know, lover in you for sure. When she's like the guy, well, and yeah. 
the girl from the TV yeah. series uh, it, who plays the uh, my, the John Cusack Zoe character Kravitz. from the movie. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz. She's beautiful. Um, the re- yeah, the record store owner who is mm. a huge music nerd and it, their whole life kind of revolves around music. And a lot of uh, 90s music references in mm-hmm. this, too. Which would be, basically, it's like, oh, all the older references that are not easy to come mm-hmm. by, but that's why she's so magically awesome, because mm-hmm. she already has these in her, mm-hmm. you know, treasure trove of knowledge. So, which Robbie did as well. So, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, match made in heaven, why does she see it earlier kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but a good movie overall, for sure. Yes, it was. Very enjoyable. Loved it. Definitely. Absolutely. So, uh, just as a reminder, next week we have Dote open till Christmas. Um, so, that's streaming both on Tubi as well as Shutter for all of our listeners out there. Um, and yeah, it was part of the, the Joe Bob Gultide uh, special that they just did. They did that, and A Christmas Horror Story was the other one that they had done. Um, but yeah, definitely. A fun film in this case next week is another fun film. Uh, definitely Sleaze Factor and that one, which, of course, we'll be getting into. Um, <laughs> not a whole lot of fire axes, though, in Don't Open Till Christmas with, uh, with the killer in that one. But it's also kind of uh, a little bit opposite because in Don't Open Till Christmas, he's actually oh. killing Santa Claus. Twist. Yep. Now, now I, I, will, I will note... Uh, before you guys watch so it, it that's not always way. consistent in the movie. <laughs> in regards to who, in regards to who he kills, but you know, it, it opened and the opening. There's also a definite. Just, I know we're kind of wrapping it up, but I had to just throw in because this reminded me too what you were saying. There's a definite theme with Christmas mm-hmm. horror movies that this is all happening because. Christmas has become commercialized and people are into mm-hmm. the monetary and the presence mm-hmm. more than like the feeling of mm-hmm. that is the definite overall theme like that's if you're doing a Christmas horror movie mm-hmm. it's because of commercialism and capitalism you know and even this one there's <laughs> a little bit of a reference to that's it. true I mean like the whole intro to it was like Christmas mm-hmm. but like on Degenerate mm-hmm. steroids. Oh, and I just watched a little mm-hmm. mini documentary about Home Alone. Uh-huh. And that is a huge theme in Home Alone, I realized, too, where the rob- there's a whole thing they were talking about where the robbers, you know, Joe Pesci. Sure. Um, where he's super disillusioned with Christmas. Ah. And uh, finds it to be too commercial and everything like that, too. So... It's a it's a big villain motivation for Christmas, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You don't think? I mean, I feel like it should be like loneliness too. Like if you right don't, like, on. have a, a <laughs> you know family or something, and then you're like hey, Christmas goes on lonely, mm-hmm. which is sad. But that's oh, that's not a good villain story because then you don't feel bad for the villain. You, I'm sorry, you don't feel like he's a mm-hmm. bad villain. You yeah, just feel yeah. bad for the villain. You understand them. Indeed. That's why I'm a critic and not a movie maker. (laughs) 
All right. Well, I think that should do it for us here tonight. For Handle with Scare, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. And, of course, we'll be back next week with Don't Open Ooh, Until Christmas, uh, which was released in 1984. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we'll see you guys back next week. Have a good night.